0: Your host Doug McKenty, the future of the show. Go to www.theshiftnow.com or patreoncom shift and sign up today in order to help make the shift possible. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. morning, noon, or night, whenever and wherever you are listening, you are listening to The Shift. I am your host. My name is Doug McKenty. This interview was recorded on January 12th, 2021. In this episode, I'm happy to introduce Dr. Robert Young as my guest. Dr. Young is the author of The pH Miracle, Balance Your Diet, Reclaim Your Health, among many other books and articles pertaining to his unique understanding of the importance of maintaining an alkaline pH within the body for optimum performance and the mitigation of disease. As with so many healthcare professionals working with treatment protocols outside the mainstream allopathic system, his ideas have been prevented from widespread use, yet the results are undeniable. By alkalizing the pH of the body of his patients, Dr. Young has managed to heal diseases across a wide spectrum of symptomology, ranging from diabetes to heart disease to cancer. Psychological and emotional imbalances are equally alleviated with his methodology. Utilizing dark field and multi-phase microscopy for blood analysis, Dr. Young is able to diagnose many of these diseases before symptoms even appear. Moreover, his techniques can be performed for a fraction of the cost of allopathic pharmaceutical interventions. The foundation of Dr. Young's philosophy relies on an understanding that in order to be healthy, we must live a healthy lifestyle. Good health does not come with a pill, but must be cultivated through exercise and diet. For those willing to accept that longevity and high energy comes with personal responsibility— Dr. Young's pH miracle is certainly worth a look. While his protocol can be explained using the language of medical science and molecular biology, his message is ultimately quite simple. Drink lots of mineralized, ionized, detoxified, alkaline water, and eat foods that promote a high pH. This means eliminating much of the popular Western diets that include acidic sugars and other complex carbohydrates, heavy proteins and processed foods, and replaced with lots of green vegetables, low-sugar fruits, nuts, whole grains, and alkalizing oils. While this diet requires some amount of discipline, the results speak for themselves as disc-ease symptoms are replaced with feelings of high energy, mental acuity, and improved health. In The PH Miracle, Dr. Young describes the science behind why it works, but also provides simple and easy-to-follow guidelines and recipes to transform your health through diet. Stay tuned for this conversation as we will take a deep dive into his protocols, how and why they work, and discuss his methodologies with the current scientific and cultural context. To find out more about Dr. Young's philosophy, including a mountain of videos, articles, case studies, and other content that fully document the efficacy of the PH miracle, go to drrobertyoung.com. If you like what you're hearing, find out more about The Shift and check out all my other work by going to www.theshiftnow.com. I'm also on YouTube and Facebook at The Shift with Doug McKenty and Twitter at D McKenty. Enjoy this conversation between myself and Dr. Robert Young. I'd like to thank him for agreeing to do this interview and thank you for helping to make the shift. And hello, everybody, and welcome to this. This is the 64th episode of The Shift. I'm your host, Doug McKenty. I'm joined today with doc- Dr. Robert Young. He is the author of The PH Miracle, he runs a, a clinic down in Los Angeles. Uh, That has been helping people now for quite some time and it's pretty amazing. I I can't wait to hear some of the stories that he's got because his philosophy is that all disease really boils down to uh, what is going on inside of your body in terms of the terrain and uh, it all boils down to pH according to Dr. Young's theory. Uh and if you can keep your pH up and you can keep it alkaline, then uh he believes that you are going to be a much healthier person and much more prepared, especially as you get older, uh, to deal with uh any kind of disease that might be coming your way. So welcome to the program, Dr. Young. Thanks for coming on. Do you want to just give people a little bit about your history and hey, background? In doctor-
1: oh, in my own words, wow. Well, I guess my greatest <laughs> accomplishment is is uh, I got married and had uh, five children. So, yeah, that, that my is. second greatest accomplishment after that is I have is I have seven grandchildren.
0: <laughs> nice. So <laughs> congratulations. Yes,
1: I am a grandfather. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even believe I'm here at this particular point in my life. Yeah, I mean, I I I still think of myself in my youthful twenties, or at least my youthful thirties, but. I didn't even know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Right. And I think that's the worst thing that happens to people is they grow up and they get too serious and they forget about that fun, loving person that they were born, you know, fill fill of joy and happiness. And, and, and I've tried to, I've tried to live my life that way. I, I mean, I've had some, some terrible things happen. Not only to myself, but my family, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 we deal with tragedy within our lives. But you know, I, I decided as a young person that I that I loved science, and I always asked for science things for, for Christmas. Um, you know, chemistry sets, what have you, and eventually ended up uh, studying more and more biology and the sciences. Uh, particularly uh, biochemistry,
2: mm-hmm.
1: later getting in more into hematology, uh, studied in Germany uh, under uh, under the protege of Gunther Enderlin, uh, doc, uh, Dr. Marie Blecker, and uh, I mean, I mean that was the beginning of what's turned out to be a forty-year career, uh, and from her her tutelage and her inspiration you know i can say that not only did i stand on the shoulders of a giant but a woman not to make this gender specific but i just want you to know that that i'm happy and proud to say that it was a, a woman even my mother who taught me correct principles even my scientists were women even some of the greatest scientists today Dr. Galena McGalco teaches me.
2: <sighs> I'm a better man because I surround myself with better women. Absolutely.
1: Even myself. Absolutely. So, you know, I've been blessed in that way. Uh, so I'm, I'm grateful to my mother, to Dr. Maria Blecker, to Dr. Galina McGalco, to, uh, you know, other doctors. And of course, some are are men that I've had the opportunity to stutter, not stutter, but study Mm -hmm. under. And uh, so I'm proud of that, yeah. So, you know, you get certain levels of education And eventually you find out you're educated beyond your intelligence and you really have to come back to simple things and to your, to your roots and your beginnings. Uh, And I love what Albert Einstein said. If you, if you can't explain your science or a particular concept or theory simply, then you really don't understand what you're talking about. Right. And so in the pH miracle book, which is uh, you know I never thought here's another great woman my aunt aunt did uh she was the one that inspired me to begin writing and i asked her i said i said did i don't know how to write he said robert you know how to speak and you speak very well now you just have to translate that into words on a piece of paper i said wow, what a novel concept I am. I like to speak. I can speak smoothly, and I can say a lot of things, and I have a lot of words to choose from. And she just said something very simply. You speak very well. You will be an excellent writer. And so this is me that you're reading in my books. It is my mindset. One of my uh, most recent books, you probably don't know about it, is this one, Alkaline. Uh, Dr. Young's uh, mindset, you know, uh, pH diet and and mindset. But it's just me speaking, you know, what's coming from my mind. Sure. And then, of course, put down in words. Sure. It's made it so much easier to be able to write over 3,000 articles, over over 100 published peer-reviewed journal articles, over 70 published books from some of the largest publishers in the world. Uh, Such as Hachette. And wow, you know, I never thought I would. I I mean, it wasn't my goal to publish. I mean, I I just never was a thought. I I didn't really think I could do it. But uh, for any of you out there that are thinking about can you do it, you can do anything that you put your mind to. Anything. It all starts with a particle of faith. And then you just have to believe in yourself and go for it. Because you really can accomplish whatever you set your mind to. That's the key, setting your mind to it. So, uh, you know, after I retired from professional sports at the age of 29, I wandered in the wilderness trying to think what I wanted to be when I grew up or at least make a living. I'd already made a living and was successful as a professional athlete. So what was I going to stay retired? You know, I have too much nervous energy to stay Mm -hmm. retired.
0: And you were a tennis player. So
1: probably the best thing to do if you want to read my CV. What's that?
0: Uh, You were a tennis player. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, a tennis player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I made my living about uh, eight years. I mean, give or take a year or two. And you know I played amateur sport. I then played you know you know on the varsity team at the University of Utah. We were ranked uh, one of the top ten teams in the nation, and then from there, like everyone else was doing Roscoe tanner, Stan Smith, Jimmy Connors, we were all going out trying to say, "Hey, this is a great opportunity. Let's make some money while we're young and uh we see that in in people that are Thinking about you know, should I go to college or should I get out in the world and take the opportunities I have to to uh, amass a fortune? Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is is that I've been very blessed in my life, and my greatest blessings are my children. I mean, I I can't think of any greater blessing than when I think of my children, and then next to that is uh, other than you know. Those who are most dear to me uh, uh, are my patients and the people that come to me. I just had I just had someone write me from Africa, and he 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 said I'm worried about my sister. I love my sister. You know, she's been diagnosed with leukemia. Can you help? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I want to help this person. You know, but he's in Africa. You know, and I'm not going to Africa anytime. Soon, so you know, I sat down and and took the time and wrote an email. He wrote me back, and I said, "Oh my, oh my heavens! Wow, I had no idea that I would actually hear back from you." And I said, "Yeah, I can't help myself when someone is asking for help who do not who do not have the means or the knowledge, because if you have the knowledge, you can help yourself." And that's what the PH Miracle books are about. They're about empowering and educating yourself so you can take care of your own body because if you don't clean your own house who's going to clean it yeah I mean, you could hire it out but it's never going to be done as well that, and then if you don't take care of your body and, and it gets filthy dirty on the inside where are you going to live you yeah, only I have had, one body
0: i had a you friend might as that, well
1: you might as well take care of it
0: right i had a friend that was practicing medicine uh a college friend uh, and she eventually just quit doing it because people wouldn't change. And I wanted to have a conversation uh, with you about this because uh, in the PH Miracle book, I mean, it you describe how people can go from disease or dis-ease to health, but it does require a lot of personal discipline and personal responsibility. And this is just the thing to me in my experience with my personal health is you know, everybody has to make these life choices for themselves. They can't be forced into it and they can't really find the easy way out, which is what, you know, I think the allopathic medicine almost really. And and the other question I have for you too is, would you describe yourself as a naturopath? Is that, is that a term that you would apply to yourself?
1: Well, I have a degree in it. I'm a naturopathic Uh doctor. I mean, do I I own that title? I'm not my titles. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just Robert,
2: right?
1: <laughs> my mother said, Robert, call me Robert. I've been known as Robert. I'm Dr. Robert. I'm Dr. Young, you know, to my, my kids, I'm dad, uh, to people out in the professional field. I'm Dr. Young, you know, I yeah. mean, but you know, I answer to just about any name, uh, and I'm happy to answer to that. Just, you know, just never call me late for dinner. You know, I'm always <laughs> interested in, in an alkaline meal, but, But I I think of the words of Gandhi when he said, "We, meaning you, must be the change you want to see." Uh, You know, we can educate and educate, but it's really up to you to use that knowledge that you've gained and implement it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You can't. It's it's your body. It's your life. It has to be your choice. You can't rely on somebody that's practicing. Tennis or medicine. Eventually, when you're on the tennis court and you're looking across the net at your opponent, don't look back at the doctor. Don't look back at the coach. You're on the court. You've got to perform. So it's no different in in life when it's dealing with your health challenges. Don't look to me for the solution to your pollution. Right you have to look to yourself i can give you gifts of knowledge and that gifts of knowledge are only as good as the individual the person is willing to implement mm-hmm. now because i because i had coaches all my life even my father who's one of my coaches uh even i think of the, the my late father my, my late coach harry james at the university of utah uh and i think about these people and and you know those were role models for me and they challenged me to set goals and so one of the goals was you know you've got to you got to eat this way you've got to hydrate i mean we were drinking water out of an aluminum can because that's what the tennis balls came in right (laughs) and it's really cool to open up because they were pressurized and they would make this cool little sound. <laughs> but we would then put water in in there. But the unique thing that was different than the water I was drinking and the water my opponent was drinking was I added salt. Yeah. Okay. And salt was the key to conductivity. I want to say that again. Salt is the key to conductivity. Energy and the flow of energy can only take place in a matrix of salt. And I remember when I was coaching my, my son, and he was playing an opponent, and he was, he, it was a very even match. But, but I could see him running out of gas, you know, out of energy. And then I, at the change up at the net where you change on the odd games, he's sitting on the bench with his hands, with his face in his hands, and I'm going. Oh my heavens! I I was sitting next to his father. I said, "Would you mind if I give your son some salt water?" Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he said, "No, no. I, I can see that he's dehydrated. I can see that he could possibly even pass out. I don't want him to suffer, and I don't want him to be hurt. I would like my son to have a competitive match, and part of the competition is." is being able to withstand the length of any match. Well, I gave him the water. He took the salt. And within less than 60 seconds, he literally came out of this slump. He was energized. And then I saw him win the match against my son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was okay. <laughs> yeah. But I use that as an example as is you can use, I mean, this is, I don't know, you know Gatorade, right? Mm -hmm. Gatorade was built upon electrolyte water. Electrolyte meaning sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. And they would add that to water, and it was a football team, the Florida Gators, right? right? As a Gatorade was salt water, and the football team was drinking that, and that was their edge. That was, everybody's looking for the edge in sport. Sure. And this was their edge. Eventually, they started putting artificial coloring and sugar and what have you. You have today's Gatorade, but that's not the way it was at the beginning. At the beginning, it was just the, the electrolytes, the salts in water, drinking that to sustain electrical energy so you could play at your highest level.
0: Well, that's one of the most amazing things about reading the book is so much of it has to do with the quality of water that you're drinking and then the salt water like you're talking about, having the right salts and making sure that the water that you're drinking is alkaline. So like with Gatorade, once they add the sugar to it, right, they just trashed it because now it's, it's going to be super acidic. Um,
1: yeah, the body doesn't conduct electricity on sugar.
2: Uh-huh.
0: In
1: fact, adding sugar to Gatorade Robs the body of energy. So it steals energy and it suppresses it. And I've shown that in one of my YouTube videos. It's called Will It Light, where I've taken water with salt, turns the light on, and then taken water with sugar or using the same water while the probe's in there and the light's on, adding sugar and watch the light go out. Mm -hmm. This is what happens to athletes.
2: Tom Brady doesn't do this anymore. You know, and the reason why is because he understands
1: electrical conductivity, the reason for salts, and the drinking of alkaline water, which contains extra electrons, in order to then transport that on a matrix of salt to every cell. Because most people don't know this, we are electrical beings, but we produce acidic waste, and but we're not. We're not necessarily physical beings. We don't run on carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Right. We run on the electrons that they donate to our bodies. So we're electrical beings. We run on electricity. And that electricity is, when I'm looking at foods and testing foods, those foods which are electron donor versus proton donor. Proton-doning foods would be like sugar. Uh, Proton-doning food would be like tea, coffee, alcohol those take energy they rob energy from the body Where on the opposite side you have uh you know foods like salt minerals salt minerals whole salt minerals not processed you have all the electron donating foods which are all the green vegetables and green fruit
0: it's interesting sitting here talking to you because by the I- way
1: you're 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 looking like you're looking like you feel better
0: oh yeah A little bit, a little bit. I could probably, uh, I could probably use uh, a treatment or two from your clinic, but, uh, (laughs) I'd like to get one of the blood tests done. Actually, I really would, because I'd like to see what, uh, what comes out of it. And I've been kind of even talking to my wife a little bit about it because the whole, um, I mean the whole being able to build yourself back to health using these dietary tips and these hydration tips that you've got in the pH miracle actually seems like If you have the discipline and you take the personal responsibility like you've talked about, I mean, you're talking about basically eradicating uh, almost any disease. And certainly over time, not getting those diseases, the heart disease, the cancer, the osteoporosis that so many people, once they get older, really start to suffer from. So, I mean, that's the miracle. But also even the chronic fatigue, um, which was definitely an issue for me. I've had to change my diet Uh, A little bit quite a bit and added some supplements, but I'm a little bit of a fish out of water, trying to figure out how to help myself, you know, Um, which was, uh, I really actually appreciated reading the book because it gave me some more tips as to how to move forward. but it's interesting to me because I've often thought about, you're talking about how the body is electrical, and I've typically thought about it more as like a fire-based, you know. I've always thought about the carbon molecule as something that gets burned in in the cell or in the mitochondria and releases the heat energy that the body uses, but it, it's yeah. not really that way, or is well, it?
1: Well, that science has already been, no, mm-hmm. that science has already been refuted. Uh, cells operate without the mitochondria. They are not okay. the energy factors. The, the 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 controlling uh of the cell the controlling aspects of a cell is the membrane of the cell uh-huh. and its ability uh, its ability to maintain its integrity inside the cell and conduct electricity it's a uh, cells operate on, uh, by electricity in fact we actually do a test test at the uh, at the diagnostic center where we actually test the electricity of the cells and we measure that. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is something that, uh, is, uh, is something that I, that we do. Uh, we also test something that is very unique to our center is we test the biochemistry of the interstitial fluids, which mm-hmm. is 80% of the extracellular fluids of which 20% of those fluids are vascular. So we test 100% of all the fluids to get a complete picture of the biochemistry, Uh, not just the electrolytes, but all of the elements found within these body fluids, both good, bad, and ugly. So this way also we can test the pH of the blood and have an instantaneous number on that, and we can test the pH and the biochemistry of the interstitial which is the other 80%, to get 100% of the picture. So we we know exactly what's going on Mm -hmm. biochemically within the human body. And then this this leads to other functional tests. But it's kind of like when you go to the – if you're buying a car, you look at the engine. But you don't buy a car just by looking at an engine. You start the engine up, right? Mm. Well, going to your medical doctor is like going – to figure out a problem anatomically, but you haven't looked at the engine and how it's functioning. You're not doing functional tests. And, and, and doctors talk about functional doc being a functional doctor, but they're not doing the most basic, fundamental functional tests that need to be done, and that's t- the largest organ of the human body, which is the, interst- uh, the interstitium, which contains these fluids that surround every cell called the interstitial fluids. So, there's a lot of false beliefs out there, one b- being that you need sugar for the cell, for the mitochondria to produce ATP energy. But that's a false belief. Hmm. That's a false narrative. It's a false theory. And when we understand that cells energize themselves by bathing themselves in electricity in the form of the electron, which is carried in the fluids of the interstitial fluid, that it's the membrane that is seeking these electrons, and the cell then functions with or without the mitochondria.
0: Mm -hmm. So you also- I'm not sure
1: what the mitochondria does anymore.
0: Right, interesting, interesting. And you'll also look at a person's blood test, and, and you'll look, look at it under, under the microscope, and you do this dark field microscopy, correct? So can you talk a little bit about that? Because that, to me, I had uh, did an interview a while back about the work of uh, Gaston Nessons, Dr. Nessons, uh, from France and then Canada. Who uh, The
1: Canadian uh, doctor.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had developed this.
1: Yeah, uh, you did an interview with him?
0: I, I did one with Charles Pixley, who was a not actually a doctor himself, but a protege of his that helped um, that helped spread the word about about the the cancer cure through the United States in the in the eighties. Actually, did a little bit of time in prison because of it because they came after him. Um, but he's still out there spreading the word. So I learned I they learned came, a little bit they about they came the
1: after they came. Yeah, well, that he got off good because a lot of them were taken out. Yeah. Over 200.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's Uh, really more. It's really unfortunate because like what you're talking about, it just makes so much sense to me to like do some blood work on somebody, you know, figure out what's going on with their body and then give them the diet and the supplements that are going to turn their, you know, turn their health around. Uh, instead of this allopathic system that we have today, where you go in and you have symptoms and they can give you some drugs that can mask the symptoms, but are never going after the root cause and never asking you to take that personal responsibility that we talked about to change your own health by changing your lifestyle, because that's the only way you can do it. I mean, right.
1: Well, it's like, you really can't see if there's voter fraud unless you uh, check the, uh, the functionality of the Dominion voting machines. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, totally. I mean, let's hide those things because we really don't want to know the truth. He right. I mean, doesn't want to know. I mean, out of curiosity, wouldn't you rather know? I, I hope they are working. But if they're not, if you don't yeah. test the functionality of this, somebody no should check. You're not testing the functionality yeah. of the human body. Uh, don't don't confuse me with, with the truth, with the facts, <laughs> yeah. because then I may have to change my opinion uh, about uh, what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing for people is is change.
0: Right. Absolutely. You
1: know, sure. you know, change becomes uh, very different, though, that the only thing in life that is constant is change. Mm-hmm. And you should enjoy it. What mm-hmm. new and exciting change is going to place, take place today?
2: You know, right, uh,
1: change is a universal principle about organization and disorganization of, of matter. It's a law of physics. Matter cannot be created nor can it be destroyed. It can only change its form and function. So when I was using fa- uh, dark field, phase contrast microscopy, bright field, electron microscopy, uh, staining with light you know, uh, and chemical, on occasion.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and this uh, way you can see the cells live. That's the thing. Like in the electron microscope like you've got behind you, they have to kill it. They kill it with the stains that they use to put it under the microscope. But with the dark field microscopy, you can actually look at the blood while it's still alive. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. And, yeah, this it's a, a, absolutely correct. The, yeah. the reason I, I moved from dark field to face contrast is because I wanted to see what was going in, in the dark field. It mm-hmm. was kind of like bringing up the curtain. And being able to see better the activity, the morbid activity uh, at the micron level, even the nano level, uh, to be able to see some of the particulates uh, that were being uh, either expressed by diet or expressed from cellular breakdown. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, phase contrast, uh, I developed a test called the unchanged. Blood test live. The reason it's unchanged is because we I don't use any chemical stains, and since it's not invasive, it's really not considered a medical procedure, uh, and it's for educational purposes rather than diagnostic purposes. But you know, if I showed you what healthy cells look like, it's not these cells that are behind me. Right. These are craning, uh, cells that are giving birth to appendages. You know. That I refer to as the corona effect, mm-hmm. not caused by any sort of infection, but it's an outfection. So I've had to change the terminology. Outfection suggests the disease or dis-ease which is the loss of energy or innervation. Okay, cells begin to alter their appearance or change to adapt to their changing environment. We do that when. When cold, we put on more clothes. When the weather is hot, we take our clothes off. We adapt to the environment. Guess what? The cells do this too. Mm-hmm. They're no different. So the body cells, the red blood cells, and the reason I mentioned red blood cell is because it's the foundational stem cell of the human body. Now, what is missing here? What is missing here is a very, very important piece of knowledge that you need to understand. The red blood cell is the cell that becomes all other body cells. So when someone says to me, you know, I'm losing bone, that's a reflection of the blood. Mm -hmm. I can't build, I can't put on muscle. That's a reflection of the blood because I know the muscle is made from blood. The bone made from blood. And so if, if you have something that's stopping circulation to your scalp, okay, the blood can't go there and differentiate into new cells that grow new hair. So you lose your hair. It's a circulation problem. If I have a patient with diabetes who has diabetic neuropathy, Physiologically, I can't see their feet or their hands because blood energy, electrical energy isn't flowing to the tips of the finger. I can see that with my own eyes. Not just ask the patient, can you feel your hands or your hands cold? Are they hot? You know, how's your circulation to your feet? My feet are always cold. Have you heard that one before? Mm-hmm. Or are my feet tingle. Well, they're tingling, I can actually see it. Take a picture of it, you can see it, but it's tingling because blood is not flowing there. And when blood doesn't flow, cells begin to degenerate, deteriorate, and this is what causes diabetic neuropathy. You don't have to be a diabetic to have neuropathy or to have cold hands or cold feet. These are the beginning symptoms. So if I can can improve circulation to the scalp, to the feet, to the hands, no more cold hands or cold feet. No more hair loss. Hair can start growing again. These are all things that can happen if you provide the proper environment. For example, if you take a salamander and cut off the tail, what happens?
2: Right, it grows back.
1: Right. If you cut off a baby's finger, what happens?
0: Well, (laughs) I don't think you're going to get the newborn. You're going to have the same luck. Does it happen in a newborn?
1: It grows back. No kidding. Yeah, it grows back.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Yeah, the reason why it grows back is because blood. When blood when when an egg is fertilized, one drop of blood appears. Blood is what regenerates. So fingers can regrow teeth can come back hair can regrow all of the symptoms can be restored by focusing on the quality of the blood so now back to this under phase contrast where you kind of pull up this back up of, of a dark field
2: mm-hmm.
1: you start looking at and i'll show you what dark field looks like here as a comparison okay. uh here is a comparison of dark field Okay, you really can't see what's behind there, and here's phase contrast. So you get right. you get a, a different different picture. Let's see if I can show you another picture here. But this is what normal red blood cells should look like. Mm-hmm. This is what they look like when the membrane and the genetics are are uh, disorganizing. So, so you get for- what is called the corona effect
0: for people who are listening and not watching a healthy red blood cell is going to be very individuated, very separate. Uh, and then once you start to see disease setting in, they're going to start to lose that structure. They're going to get kind of smashed together. They're not going to, they're not going to, I mean, you can clearly see they're not as healthy.
1: (laughs) Well, misery, misery likes company, they say. So what happens is you, you see them, in groups sticking together chaining together and this is what causes pulmonary respiratory diseases Uh because the blood has to go into the capillaries anywhere in the body single files what causes neuropathy it causes cancer cancer is at a higher level of innervation which is of energy which leads to transformation which leads to increased acidity which leads to inflammation, uh induration, which is the crystallization of these acid called stones. And we can I can show you what a bloodstone looks like. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows what a gallstone looks like. Here's here's a bloodstone. It's a black one. Interesting. You see these black stones. Here's here's uh here's a couple more. Here's another one. Let's see if I move over a little bit, probably see it on this side hold on there it is
0: oh yeah okay it's a
1: lactic acid crystal yeah those are those are called i call those bloodstones and and i find bloodstones in just about everybody that i uh have ever tested uh and bloodstones are just here the precursors to ulceration and degeneration but it's in duration where the body starts chelating or buffering your metabolic or dietary waste or environmental waste, so air pollution, water pollution, food pollution, thought pollution, yeah. all of these things contribute to uh, a pollution of your solutions, and you need to clean up the pollution of the solution in order to reverse the symptomologies. But but your practicing doctor who's practicing, you just happen to be the guinea uh You know, they don't understand this evolution of transformation, and everything seems to be, you know, black and white. You know, germs, fungi, mold, you know, antibiotics, you know, well, we kill things, we don't, we don't, we destroy things. Disease, cancer cells, we got to cancer cells because they'll proliferate. What proliferates is this thinking. There are no cancer cells. Cancer is an adjective. Cancer is cells, but that's a reflection of its environment, of mm-hmm. that cell. So, in the book, The PH Miracle, uh, the metaphor is the hel- cell is only as healthy as the water it swims in, just as the fish is only as healthy as the water it swims in. Right. So, if we have ocean pollution, Don't be shocked when we see wells or dolphins beached and dead because they're swimming in a sea, in an ocean of pollution. And and we know that from the Gold Coast off the coast of, of Australia where there's a detection of the coral reef. Sure. There's no mystery. It's caused by rain. Acid rain is the ocean absorbs waste from our pollution. It's literally using up the skeletal system of the ocean, and thus we have the uh, We have the de- degeneration or deterioration of the of the mm. coral reefs. So we can see what acid rain looks like and its devastation. Google the de- forests. In Alaska and acid rain. Okay, and you can see the devastation of acid rain. We all know what pollution of our cities look like, especially in Salt Lake City. If you're at twelve to fourteen thousand feet, looking down into the valley, you can see the soup of pollution that people live in. The valley, and so it it it, be, it is one of the most toxic cities in the country.
2: Yeah. That's
1: a, that's a that's a well-known kept secret, but it's a problem. Uh and uh and when you talk about Wuhan, I can't think of any dirtier city than Wuhan, China.
2: Sure. Uh, it is so amazing.
1: Y- you don't need a virus to have respiratory disorders.
0: It's amazing. But if you're
1: looking is- at the blood, you can prevent this stuff.
0: Right. I mean, that's just what I was going to say. It's amazing that people separate the environment from their health, their internal and their external environment. Like they just think that disease, I mean, one of the things that I've been thinking about uh, a lot lately is that with uh, allopathic medicine, it seems like disease is always either blamed on uh, an invading virus that's coming from outside or a bacteria coming from outside or it's blamed on genetics like oh you just got cancer cuz it was genetic or you have heart disease cuz it was genetic and they never talk about toxicity right <laughs> i mean they never talk about like well there's you know, a reason the environment there's, there's is causing these reasons. issues
1: the the first reason is for
2: legal reasons okay sure the second reason is because of ignorance
1: the third reason is for personal Responsibility when they take on a patient and they give them bad advice. I've never had anybody walk out of the door of an allopathic diagnosis that walks into comprehensive, you know, diagnostic resource that's looking at anatomy, physiology, functionality, electrical conductivity, uh, biochemistry, hematology, where you find a dozen or more things that were actually overlooked. Sure. And it's like, it's like, okay, we're not talking about little things. We're talking about the elephant in the room.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're able, with, with the dark field microscopy, you're able to, to see cancer years before it shows up, right? I mean, the stories are just crazy. Well,
1: we can see the effects of an acidic environment on the membranes of, of cells. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote my thesis for my doctorate in science on pathological blood coagulation. And you can access that, uh, that document either in a printed format or you can get it online at drrobertyoung.com. But when you read it, it's a very technical doc, uh, document, and it has lots of fancy graphs, but it has pictures. Just seeing the pictures and realizing that in one drop of blood, you can see all aspects of your life,
2: physically, emotionally, and spiritually, hmm. in one drop of blood. And why does that make sense to you? Because you were born out of blood. And the anatomical elements
1: that make up blood are in, are little like little storage memory, sure, you know places, right hard drives. and it stores it has stored everything you ever thought, ever ever did or ever said, not just you, but multiple generations going back, because all of the thoughts and the words and the deeds from your mother, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather, your great-grandfather are encrypted on your anatomical elements. And you can literally access that information. The red blood cell is a hard drive for your life. That's why when I look at blood and I press it onto a slide, we're talking about a blood print. So a blood print takes on a form. If you have a tree in the forest, it's hit by lightning. And later in its life, it's cut down. You can look at how many years that tree is by by rings. So you count the rings. There's 100 rings. It's a 100-year-old tree. Well, wait a minute. There's a blemish in the 15th year. Well, that was the year the tree was hit by by electricity, by lightning. Right. It shows the damage encrypted in any specific area. That is so true. You can actually see when operations have taken place, where trauma has actually, physically and emotional trauma has actually taken place. When I showed this to another uh, Nobel laureate, you know, and I was looking at this person's blood, I won't mention the name, he said, this is Nobel work. Hmm. Do you know that? I said, were you nominating me or something? (laughs) I said, well, if I was, I wouldn't tell you.
0: <laughs> well, it's fascinating to me that you're doing this work and clearly it's working, right? I mean you have patients, you're doing a, a phenomenal job of healing people that have even advanced stage cancers and and people aren't paying attention. You know, well, you
1: know a great job. I must I must be a good teacher, which is what the definition of a physician is, is a teacher. Because I'm doing nothing other than empowering, educating people to be responsible and take charge and take responsibility for their co- the, co- the consequences of their lifestyle choices. Yeah. When I say that, I know this is really being like tough love, but you are the illness of your choosing. Your illnesses, your diseases are the consequences of your personal choices. Mm-hmm. Now, I know when you're in the womb, you don't have a lot of choice. So you are subject, you know, to what your mother eats, you know, the health of the sperm, the health of the egg, and also going back multiple generations. That's very, very important for a woman or man to look at their mother, look at the father, look at the grandparents. If you don't like them, you may have problems later, li- in, <laughs> later in life. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, because these are the words that are going to come out of your wife's. This is what's going to come out of your wife's, you know, you're starting to act like your father.
2: <laughs> and then you're going
1: to say, yeah, but you're starting to act like your mother. <laughs> Where's that coming from? It's coming from the blood. It's called triggers. Environmental triggers, which then begin expressing all those memories, experiences. It's like deja vu. I've been here before. Well, sure you have. When I was roaming around Stockholm and in the king's palace, having by birth, being a prince of Sweden, being part of the Bernadotte family. And that's another story that's quite interesting.
2: But yes, when I go to the palace, I go, oh, this feels like home. Yeah, it's
0: all coming around. I don't know if
1: that makes any sense to you.
0: <laughs> well, I yeah. mean,
1: so you, you are you are the sum total of not not just your thoughts, not just your words, not just your deeds but also your parents and their parents and going back multiple generations.
0: Right. And, and what they ate, everything that they ate. I mean, that's, you know, just to kind of circle back around into the book and into the pH miracle. I mean, one of the things I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm looking at what I'm eating. I'm reading the book, you know, and I'm like, well, man, I, you know, I could change a few things about my diet here. And, uh, and then I'm just imagining actually how challenging it is because not only Is it, you know, what my wife likes to eat, what my kids are used to eating, but then I'm thinking about how I was raised and the carbohydrates and the sugars that were just commonplace and the processed foods, uh, it's just been going on for generations. So, I mean, in one sense, it's a simple choice to make. I need to change my diet. I need to alkalize my blood, but in another mm-hmm. sense, you really are carrying also you're carrying with you, you know, generations worth of this behavior, um, which are just ingrained habit patterns that, like you say, are, are you know, right there in your in your bloodstream. So it's an interesting quandary, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's and, as simple and, and as and a I've choice, learned, but.
1: I, yeah, And I've learned the language of the blood. You know, I it speaks to me. hmm. In, in the way that it forms, in the way that it expresses itself, in the way that it coagulates. I know what healthy blood looks like when it's coagulated properly. I know what cancerous blood looks like without knowing anything about the diagnosis. I know what unhealthy blood looks like in a cancerous condition. And it localizes too. So it'll actually tell you exactly where the problem is without any radi- radiation, without any, you know. Uh, additional trauma to the body. You can actually know these things totally, not evasively, without drawing one drop of blood per se uh, from a vein or an artery. It's just a, it's just a little prick. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have. Let's see if I have a. I mean, this is this is what the blood looks like when it's on a on a slide. You see that red area? That yeah. drop? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it looks like and I can I can magnify that many times and of course when I do this is what you see because this is my blood. You see so this is this is what you see. And then if if I want to look at patterns within the blood and how the blood is coagulating kind of like looking at the rings of the trees or like the uh the Chinese uh chakras that I actually press, you see that?
2: Yeah, you can interesting. See it better here. Yeah. Next to me.
1: But you can actually see, see it? Yeah. I press blood onto a slide. Every drop of blood is a fingerprint of the entire body. It's a hologram. So when I take one of your drops of blood, I don't need to know anything about you. I just have to look at one drop of blood and I know everything about you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so, you know, uh you know, just as a case in point, I had a pilot
1: fly out many years ago and uh I took a drop and pressed it on a slide and I looked at the pattern and I said, "Wow, you, you know, you you really had uh, an acidic breakfast." And he said, yeah, how did you know? I said, I mean, look at the blood. This is the, how it expressed itself. And he said, well, what, what did I have? He said, well, you had a bagel and a glass of orange juice. He said, you got to be kidding me. That's exactly <laughs> what I had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says, you're good. I said, no, it was just an educated guess. <laughs> Not that good. I said I it's like, you know, a sleuth. I says, Well, I know what they serve on airplanes. He probably had the bagel with the you know, with the jam on it and the orange juice.
2: (laughs) Sure. Yeah.
1: That's because that's what I'm seeing. (laughs) I've seen what orange juice looks like on the blood. I see I know what bagels look like on blood. I know what eggs look like on blood. It's not a pretty picture.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: But 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 we we walk around out of sight and out of mind and wonder why after, after we eat a, a heavy meal, which is really a heavy meal is a, is a hardcore meal of acid, and we end up food drunk on the on the couch and falling asleep and have to sleep it off for about ten or twelve hours.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> it's called in Japanese. It's called well not, the actual language, but in Japan <laughs> they call it the drunkenness disease.
0: Yeah. Well, can I ask you one more question about the the dark field microscopy? Because I was really interested. Um, I had heard that the technology, like they they don't for whatever reason, the medical establishment hates this. They prefer using those electron microscopes, and I believe that it was um, was it Rife who experimented with it, maybe initially, and then Gaston Nesson's, but had to he Nesson's had to like basically reinvent the technology and then i heard that his microscope had been destroyed so wh- i'm just curious about well, the lineage
1: royal rife uh yeah he i mean he he was down here in the san diego area mm-hmm. and uh he was also with livingston wheeler uh who wrote the book called progenitor Cryptocytes. who's another giant in this field but they were establishing both all three of these folks uh uh livingston wheeler royal rife and and uh, nason's all established the fact that matter does change and he, it evolves and that's where the theory of bacteria is born in us and from us mhm and you can this- actually see these manifestations and i documented that in 1994
0: right this is the concept of pleomorphism
1: right which means many many formism which means the matter cannot be destroyed or created it can only change its form or function mm-hmm. So when you're looking at the anatomical elements or if you're looking at the cell, uh, even if you're looking at any cell that is theoretically outfectious or infectious, depending on what camp you're in, uh, this is just a manifestation of something that's organized that's not living. Because if it was living, it would be the only thing left after it was cremated. And so all that's left are the living indestructible anatomical elements, which are intelligent, which are living, that can become part of another organized matter. You plant human, this is called, you know, dunging your garden, so to speak, you know, with sure. bodies that have, are decomposing and whether it be food, plant or, or other types of matter, that uh, this matter can give life to other forms. So, uh, you know, matter as it relates to our human matter is no different than plat or animal matter, other than that which brings a differentiation is the spirit which inhabits our physicality that makes us uniquely different. That's why we call it a soul. Mm -hmm. So, as Einstein said, you cannot separate. uh, In fact, he said the separation of science with religion is lame, Uh, because he realized there were a lot of things he didn't understand that had related outside of physicality to deal with those things which are spiritual. So the spirit body thrives on light, light energy. That light energy is manifested in the physicality world in the forms of electrons. That electron is transported on a saline solution, and that saline solution is in a simple term called salt. So salt is what conducts this life force energy and and gives us life. It's also the glue that holds the spirit matter connected to the physical matter. Hmm. So when when sodium ions start decreasing from their ideal at 145 to 135, as soon as you go into chronic care, they hook you up to an IV of what? Cheerios? Ice cream? (laughs) No. uh, No, they hook you up to an IV of salt. It's not enough. It's only 0.9%, 1% saline. But but if you ask any doctor or any nurse why you're doing that, I says, well, that's how we keep our patient alive. Oh my heavens, I was just told by my doctor that I shouldn't take salt.
2: <laughs> right. And now
1: you just hooked me up to salt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: so right. yeah. so I mean, what an oxymoron. Well the I bottom mean, line is 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 that single handily is the element for treating all sickness and disease? Is maintaining the alkaline design, the salty solution of our body fluids, of which our fish or our cells swim in. So this is all I'm doing is educating people on on the importance of managing and maintaining the alkaline design of the body as the first hypothesis to my theory that there's only one sickness and one disease and one treatment. The one sickness and one disease is the over acidification of the blood and then the interstitial fluids and tissues due to an inverted way of living, eating, thinking, breathing, feeling and believing and the one treatment is to restore the alkaline design of the body through opening up the channels of elimination to remove excess toxic poisons and to restore that salty alkaline condition getting rid of our addictions Mm -hmm. that we grew up with as children uh unknowingly with the etiology that you need sugar to thrive that was the lie and you need you don't need salt. Go off salt. Start eating sugar, and you'll thrive. That's exactly the opposite of what you need to do.
0: Right? It's fascinating. I mean, we have an entire culture that's based on sugar. That's been going back. The history of colonization was built on sugar plantations. I mean, you
1: know. Well, if you if you go back uh, to the Greek, Roman, and Greek times, then you you come up with the word salary or soul because that's how you were compensated with salt. Hmm. The word salary comes from soul or sal, which comes from the word salt. You were paid a salt salary, you know, for your work. Right. A a salt salary.
0: Yeah, this will keep you alive for one more day. One more day of work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, people, they drink coffee, you know, and wondering why they're losing their there's sexuality and, and, you know, it's changing them hormonally. And for a man, a man becomes more like a woman, a woman becomes more like a man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 30% of all breast cancers are men now. And you lose your sexuality. You lose your identity with sugar. You regain it when you put salt back into the body
0: yeah it's fa- it's actually really fascinating i mean i hadn't thought about this especially the electrical conductivity part i had i, I mean i think we've all been raised if we even know much at all you're going to be told about this um again like this fire based you know burning calories and uh, how the cell works is all based on it, it almost seems like a, a there's a little furnace in there that's burning calories Um, But this whole concept of salt and electrical conductivity really shifts the paradigm into thinking completely differently about health. And then you get into thinking about creating the kind of terrain that can promote that, uh, that action for energy instead of. (laughs) Well, Well, uh,
1: you know, for healing a wound, there's nothing like putting salt in the wound. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to heal the body, you got to put salt back into it. And a lot of people don't even know this, that the major organ, the factory that produces alkalinity is, you know, the answer to that question?
0: The stomach, right? That's correct. Yeah. (laughs) See, I I learned from your book.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the stomach is responsible for managing and maintaining. True immunity begins with the stomach. It doesn't begin with the white cells. They're down the list. White cells don't provide any immunity whatsoever. It's the environment that provides immunity, and it's controlled by a group of, of gilial cells, a bundle of cells are called astrocytes, in a bundle of cells in the brainstem that controls homeostasis of all the elements within our body, temperature, body chemistry, And it directs the stomach to begin producing sodium bicarbonate. When a woman is pregnant, producing, you know, one and a half times more acidic waste in the, you know, development of a fetus. And when the body needs alkalinity, stomach produces it. It pulls it into the blood to alkalize that waste product. And you end up with a belly full of hydrochloric acid. And then you're on the toilet. Or in the, or over the toilet,
2: mm-hmm. either
1: throwing it out at one end or the other. Stomach. If you have an upset stomach, that's the body's need for alkalinity. If you have a if you have a uh, diarrhea, that's the body's need for more salt, more sodium bicarbonate. The stomach right. needs help. Doesn't need an ejection to fight off an outfection. It needs alkalinity to restore the alkaline design of the body fluids
2: right
0: well that sounds like a plan dr young <laughs> I, th- I think we might wrap it up with that one it's uh we've been going for an hour and 45 or so here do you want to let people know uh where they can go to find out more information about your work i'm sure a lot of people will be interested i hope so anyway because i think that you're really onto to something and um i mean just keeping this knowledge alive is so important so that people have the option you don't have to go to the allopathic doctor if you don't want to. You have these choices. And so uh I really appreciate you coming on the show. Well, I, people. I have to
1: tell you one more story and then we can go, okay? Let's the do the story it. is is a is 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 a man by the name of Dr. Neil Solomon, a PhD and uh and MD at um uh, John Hopkins uh University, School of Medicine. He taught he was a professor for uh physiology. He came out and visited me for two hours for three days. What I mean by that is he was only coming out for a couple of hours. Right. He stayed three days. <laughs> <laughs> he was so fascinated that when he wrote his report about who I was or who he thought I was, but now he knew who I, who I am. mm mm-hmm. He he wrote a statement. In fact, I included it on uh, one of my books called Sick and Tired, Reclaim Your Inner Terrain, which is another book you probably ought to get a hold of. Okay. But he said, Dr. Young is on the threshold of a new biology that will change and revolutionize the biology and medical world as we know it today. And he was the head of research at Johns Hopkins University. When I was in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, at the university, at Morehouse College, at the invitation of the professor there, uh, who was the trustee for the Martin Luther King. The trustee. Uh, And he had me speak there at the Martin Luther King uh, Cathedral, which many great men and women have spoken at. While he was introducing me, he said to the audience that Dr. Young is the Martin Luther King of the 21st century.
2: Hmm.
1: His name was Dr. Professor Lawrence Carter. Now here is a man that was diagnosed with cancer that decided to take a different path. And his condition reversed itself because he took charge of his body and restored the alkaline design of the body fluids. And we've been friends ever since. In fact, he was responsible to, to having a new course of study at the medical school using my book, Sick and Tired, Reclaim Your Inner Terrain, as one of the textbooks that was required reading uh, for the medical doctors there. That program only lasted a year because the university was threatened the loss of funding if they continued
2: Wow.
1: Promoting my science. Right. This is what I've been up against. I don't believe it. I can't believe it. At that time, this isn't true. I take people as being basically good. You know, with good intentions. You know, adults, as they get older, they lose that goodness. And they become very self-centered and, or selfish. Yeah. And unfortunately, they make decisions in their lives as I have. I'm not perfect by any means. Uh, but one decision I have made that that knowledge that has been God-given will continue to be uttered off my tongue to the world, regardless
2: of the consequences. So, if you want to learn about this and protect yourself,
1: to protect your loved ones, to protect those who you care about most, that you, sincerely within your heart, want to take control of your life and be responsible, and that you want to enjoy thriving rather than surviving, then most of this is all done. It's all up to you. You just have to want or have the passion for learning. So go to drrobertyoung.com, mm-hmm. drrobertyoung.com, and it's going to take you years to go with all through all the information there, to read the articles, to watch, you know, all the videos, to read three thousand articles, to read seventy books. To study those, you don't have to study them all. You can read one book at a time, you know, The P.H. Miracle. Or you could start with Sick and Tired. Uh, and uh, it will change your life forever. And, and And that's really motivating for me because when people write back, say thank you. Thank you, you know, for the sacrifices that you've made over the years. Uh because I'm the benefactor of that. And if that empowers me to want to do more for humanity, regardless of whether you're in India or Africa, United States, wherever humans are, they have the right to this, and this knowledge should be free. Take control of your health. Don't go out and buy a health insurance policy. Go out and buy a book and read it. Empower yourself to take control of your own health. True health care, not sick care. And and I would just encourage you to try to learn something new each day that will help yourself and those who you care about. Uh, So that's probably the first place I would have people go uh, is uh, drrobertyoung.com. And from there, you can kind of branch off uh, to, you know, to a scientific blog, to publish papers, to who is this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, you can read my CV. Uh, I'm an open book. The good and the bad and the ugly is out there. So uh, I am who I am. And uh, a lot of people are glad for that. Happy for that. So uh, for all sure. I can say, thanks, Doug. God bless you. God bless uh, America in these trying times. God bless humanity. You know, uh, and I pray that as Moses admonished us, is life and death is in the blood. It is the blood. As Buddha, as Muhammad said, don't you understand that you were made out of one drop of blood? And when you understand Uh, The importance of your blood and living in this world of physicality, you learn more about it. You'll know how to protect yourself, Mm -hmm. protect your internal environment, especially from all the incoming, you know, chemical, radioactive, you know, contributing factors that are making us sick. You can protect yourself from this. So look upon the Holy Grail. Look upon that serpent, you know on that staff, which the children of Israel perished, wandering in the wilderness, my people perished, as Hosea said, from lack of knowledge. You don't have to die. You can live and you can go and inherit the promised land. It's there waiting for you, whatever that might mean to you. So thanks again, Doug, all the best to you and your family.
0: Absolutely. Uh, likewise, Dr. Young, thanks for coming on the show. I, I hope that uh, people get a lot out of this interview, and I'll do what I can to spread the word. I think it's really unfortunate that we do live in a world where information like uh, like yours, life-giving information that I know has helped a lot of people, uh, and there's a lot of documentation that this works, uh, and it works for very sick people. Um, But we live in a world where this information doesn't get out there and is covered up and it's suppressed. So I'm just happy that I'm able to do my small part in helping to get the word out. And so uh, for those of you who are listening to this, I hope you do feel empowered and I urge you to check out uh, drrobertyoung.com and check out the books and check out the information because you can learn a lot if you have the discipline and you take the responsibility for your own health. He can really teach you how to turn things around and uh, live very healthy and a very healthy and a very long life. So thanks again, Dr. Young, for the information. Uh, I'll just let people know that uh, you can find all of my work. This is The Shift with Doug McKenty. I am at theshiftnow.com. I am at McKenty on Twitter and I'm on Facebook and YouTube at The Shift or The Shift with Doug McKenty. So if you look it up with my name, you'll find it and you can find all uh, of the rest of my podcasts and all of my other work uh, at the websites. I'm actually urging people to go to the websites these days since the uh, social media thing doesn't really seem to be working out for a lot of us. But uh, thanks again for coming on the show. It. I really appreciate it, Dr. Young, and and uh, right. you take care of yourself. Thanks, Doug. You bet. Have a good one. All right,
1: you too. Be safe. You too. All right, ciao.
0: Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was my conversation with Dr. Robert Young. Um, What an interesting conversation it was. I really enjoy having these talks with people that come from outside the allopathic system. I always consider this podcast to be uh, a voice for the voiceless. And guys like Dr. Young just don't get a chance to get their voice heard nearly enough. Uh, I think this guy's... (laughs) stumbled across a system of healthcare that works really well. Uh, It's extremely inexpensive, and the benefits, I think, speak for themselves. Uh, Of course, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not giving medical advice, but from what I read in the PH Miracle, uh, I would certainly recommend checking this protocol out for yourselves. It does require discipline, and it takes personal responsibility. But really, at the end of the day, I think we all know that our personal choices define our health, and we have to change our bad habits if we want to become healthy people. And that's all Dr. Young is saying. And then he outlines uh, a protocol, a way to do that, uh, that can improve uh, your health tremendously, according to him and uh, according to the testimonials on his website and the patients that he's helped in the past. Uh, And this guy, I tell you, has helped people... Uh, in the situations of later stage cancer where allopathic medicine uh, is uh, writing people off and they can go to Dr. Young and uh, they can have their problems solved and go on to live healthy lives. So uh, these testimonials are pretty incredible. If there's something to it and it really looks to me like there is, uh, then it's worth uh, having more and more people look into it. Also, uh, Dr. Young really does know the science behind why this works and how it works. Um, And uh, so, I don't understand why, uh, other than pharmaceutical corporate greed, uh, why ideas like this aren't uh, more popular and certainly uh, not debated more openly and outright. Um, One of the things that I wanted to talk about, I'm calling this the teleology problem. As we, you know, a lot of times on this program I talk about patriarchal and hierarchical systems. And uh, certainly allopathic medicine is one of those, where just a handful of people at the top choose the treatment protocols that everybody on down the line has to use. And if they don't use these, then they could get sued, or certainly they could lose their license. Uh, There's lots of examples of people that have strayed from from the the enforced protocols uh, and then found their careers in trouble, sometimes even doing jail time. Um, So ideas that go get outside of the mainstream, outside of the corporate narrative, uh, are really uh, frowned upon. There's a lot of pressure from these naturopathic and holistic doctors uh, to not do what they're doing. Dr. Young himself actually is taking a chance. He knows this. He's sticking his neck out there because he really believes in this protocol, and I think he's helped a lot of people. (coughs) This teleology problem is just that. It's like, these hierarchical systems are top-down. Only a few people decide the protocols that are going to get used. And so the entire direction, you know, teleology is like a telescope. It depends on where you're looking. If you're looking for how you're going to profit the most, then maybe that's what you're going to find. So this whole science of healthcare is looking how to profit the most off of people's health. Well, in a free society where we're allowed to choose our own healthcare care treatments, Based on what our doctors tell us uh, in the situation of informed consent, and we agree on certain treatment protocols, we should be allowed to do that. We should be allowed to make these choices for ourselves about what we do with our own bodies. My body, my choice. It's very simple. <laughs> and in this way, what we develop then in a, in a healthcare system would be a self organizing system, where it depends on the choices of the people, the individuals that choose the types of treatment protocols that they want for the kind of disease, symptoms that they're feeling. And the more people, the more individuals who choose a certain treatment protocol, well, the more popular that becomes, and it spreads, and this is how natural systems evolve. So if we had a system based on healthcare freedom rather than this top-down patriarchal system, this hierarchical system, uh, this system that's set up more like for military use, not for civilian use, then uh, maybe we could see a system where people like Dr. Young would would really get the credit that they deserve. Uh, there were a couple of things that he discussed that I just wanted to mention, one of which is his whole feeling, this salt, mineral salts-based alkalizing diet is based on the idea that we all get our energy from electricity, that the human body is an electrical system. And I had this interesting conversation with him where i was talking about how i've always thought that the carbohydrates get burned and our system is based on fire and he's saying no no it's based on the mineralized salts and the electrical system that is created out of that and it just got me thinking about uh systems like the traditional chinese system the five element system or uh, the hindu system or the native american systems uh, indigenous systems where they talk about balancing of all of the different uh, forces of nature, all of the different elements. And perhaps, you know, our society as it evolves, I mean, I think um, very clearly we've been living in this system for the last 2,000 years or so that is, I would describe as a fire-based system, the system of colonization and the system of empire that has really engulfed our world at this point. And so I don't think it's by accident that our mythology about how our body works it becomes this internal combustion engine right and it's based on fire and we 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 presume that that's how uh, it works on a cellular makeup now on the cellular level but thinking about it in terms of electricity it just changes the feeling and it changes the um, sort of the foundation about the way that we think about our bodies and it it just kind of struck me I mean a lot of people right now are talking about moving into the new age you know, and that we've kind of maybe ended this age of fire. Maybe we're going into this age of electricity. Maybe we're going to start thinking and having mythologies, uh, and our science is going to start to reflect uh, a different elemental foundation for for uh, how we think about our health. And maybe Dr. Young is just a little bit ahead of the curve on that. But I thought that was a really interesting aspect of of his. Uh, his take on on how the human body works and and it's foundational actually to the whole idea of the ph miracle having a, a an alkalized ph in your body and how the and how the cells work on a cellular level using electricity instead of fire and uh just to continue on this thread because you know this is kind of i think maybe my forte my concept of the shift is trying to shift out of this colonized mind this system of empire this patriarchal system of consciousness that we've been under for so long now for th- some of us some of our families now for thousands of years uh, some have just been recently colonized and some are being assimilated as we speak unfortunately but um He talked about the idea of the initial, the root terms of salary, of the idea of having a salary. That as uh, the ancient Roman Empire was developing essentially this caste system that we still live under to this day, where there's, you know, the upper class, the predator class that really is very controlling of everything that happens, and then lower classes on down, almost a caste system. Uh, I would describe it as a caste system personally, where then you have the lower classes that are the worker class, where basically we're all enslaved uh, one way or the other through debt slavery. Um, and maybe maybe through the Great Reset, now we're moving on to uh, this Internet of Things and this, this new artificial intelligence, this new form of slavery. It seems uh, that the, the predator class wants to impose on us now. Um, but that the whole thing was based on salt, right? The root of salary is salt, and when the worker class, when the working class was developed 2,000 years ago under the Roman Empire, they would actually pay the slave class in salt, knowing exactly how life-giving this stuff was and knowing that people couldn't live without it. So it was the first tool that they used, just like now they're using the fiat currency tool, and creating a debt slavery system, the first tool that was used by the empire builders thousands of years ago was salt. So maybe, uh, maybe understanding how salt works in our body uh, is part of actually liberating ourselves from that system, individuating ourselves and empowering ourselves through our health uh, to rise above it, to transcend it, and uh, to be able to be our own person separate from um, from the colonizing effects of this empire. So, you know, I guess to say that this process of decolonization is actually a, a taking back of the, of the salt. I mean, even, uh, you know, it just kind of reminds me of, of, uh, Gandhi, uh, in liberating the Indian people, at least as much as he did from the British empire, uh, arguably the, the British system, uh, the British empire is still very powerful there, but, uh, but one of the first things that he did was uh, non-violently uh, get people together to um, process salt from the ocean, um, saying that salt was a human right. And in fact, uh, at the time, the British Empire was made it illegal for people to get their own salts and... Uh, and forced them only to get the salts that were allowed through uh, the British Empire monopoly. So another interesting story and another another connection between salt and colonization. So anyway, hope you really enjoyed this conversation with Dr. Young. If you want to find out more about the PH Miracle, and I highly recommend it, you can check it out at drrobertyoung.com. And of course, as always, you can check out all of my stuff. I've got a couple of other, the Psychology of Lockdown series, as well as all the roundtable discussions and uh, my old podcast that I did uh, here in Mendocino County on KZYX Radio, all posted at theshiftnow.com. So go uh, take a look at that. If you like, maybe sign up for the newsletter and think about subscribing to the show. I can use uh, all the help that I can get. Man's Gotta Eat. Um, So if you feel like supporting what I'm doing, please think about it. It's only six bucks a month. You can go to theshiftnow.com for that. Also find me on Facebook and YouTube at The Shift with Doug McKenty, And I'm on Twitter at d.mckenty. So thanks again for listening. Uh, I've got a couple of good episodes coming up. Uh, just want to remind people too um, he, coming up on the 25th Derek Bros is doing the greater reset. You can uh, find that on the internet if you just look up uh, Derek Bros and type in the greater reset. he's looking for uh, he's having a bunch of speakers get together to talk about to talk about that, to talk about solutions and what we can do uh, to escape uh, this technocracy as it seems to be moving so quickly our way. And uh, One other thing happening politically, and I'm going to be interviewing uh, Teodros Ficre, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, from the Gihon Journal. He is starting a movement called Hashtag Wildcat Strike, uh, hashtag Wildcat strike USA 2021, and he's trying to organize a, a workers' strike against all of this strife, against both the racial division, and the left-right paradigm in order to unify the working class against the predator class. So I want to be as supportive of both of those movements, uh, and I'll be talking to Theodros here tomorrow. So I'll get that out as quickly as possible, hopefully early next week. All right, thanks everyone, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Take care.